Hello, movie lovers, and welcome to the show. This is your host, as always, from Movie Lovers Unite, John DeGorio, and I just want to sit, talk about something real quick, and that is Audible. What is Audible? I'm so glad that you guys asked. Audible is the leading provider of spoken word entertainment and audio books, ranging from bestsellers like Anne Rice, Stephen King, the list just goes on. Their whole entire catalog, when it comes down to audiobooks, is just fantastic. If you're on on the road and everything and you want an audiobook and you want to download it fast, go ahead, go to Audible. You're not going to regret it. They actually have a trial right now that you guys can actually jump on. You can actually go on ahead, go to the link, and it'll bring you up to that trial. And a matter of fact, every month, members actually get one credit to pick any title, plus two Audible originals from a monthly selection and access to daily news digest from the New York Times, the Wall Street Journal, and the Washington Post, as well as guided meditation programs. Another thing too, guys, that's not all they have. They also have, they also have, finish, if you actually want to go ahead and do some things to actually better yourself for 2021, they have stuff for that too, like finishing more books or becoming a better parent, leader, or a person. How-to books, which is something that everybody seems to grab onto a lot lately and everything else. So if you guys are actually looking for something to maybe better yourself for 2021, go on ahead, check out those books as well. They have a big catalog. You guys won't regret it. Go ahead, click on the link below in the description notes. Go on ahead. You guys won't regret it. Sign up for that trial period. And always, until next time, stay safe, guys, and enjoy the show. And God bless. Hey, Tamika. Hey. How's it going? Oh, you can hear me? I can hear you. Can you hear me? Oh, yes. Okay. How are you doing tonight? You can see me talking, right? Yeah, I can see you talking. (laughs) Oh. Can you hear me? Yeah, and I guess, like, are we supposed to both be on the same screen, or is that how it goes? Oh, somebody popped up. Oh, okay. (laughs) Yeah, Charlie popped up. He's, hey, Charlie. he's listening. Okay. I hope you're enjoying the show, Charlie. So I just want to say I'm glad that we're actually doing this for Black History. I'm glad that we're actually doing some movie reviews for it and stuff like that. We've been talking back and forth, conversing, trying to figure out what movies we wanted to try to review for Black History Month. And we can narrow it down to like six films. Yes. So, yeah, I'm excited about this, you know, because I've been wanting to talk about Remember the Titans for a while, and I'm actually glad that we're actually doing something that's actually different, and we're doing this on, of course, stereo. So, this is something different that we that we decided to do tonight, you know? Normally, we're on StreamYards, but hey, I'm fine with trying something different. Yeah, yeah, let's take a walk on the wild side for a minute. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's do it. So... Yeah. This is what I'll, this is what I have to say though about Remember the Titans. I remember when this movie first came out in theaters and everything in 2000. As a matter of fact, I was in high school. I want to say I was a freshman in high school whenever I first saw Remember the Titans. I remember the making of Remember the Titans. I also remember on the Disney Channel them promoting the film and everything, and just being excited about the fact that this is a new uh, football-based film that's actually based on a true story because I love movies that are based on true stories especially whenever you look at the history of it and the lessons that it's actually taught in the film 
Yes. Where are you? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, there is, I like sports movies over mm-hmm. sports, which is odd, but okay. <laughs> but yeah, I, I, I enjoy this movie. Um, I can't remember where I was when I saw, when I first saw it, but it, it did make an impact. And I think people compared it to Brian's song. I believe that that had mm-hmm. the same correlation of like uh, a black and white football player trying to coexist together. Um, you see, I never I saw that, that before. He, I saw pieces of Brian's song. I think it came out in the 70s, I believe. And then there was remakes of it. But yeah, I mean, it it reminds. There are plenty of movies like this too, like Glory Road, uh, Pride, where you have two teams or two groups of people on the same team from mm-hmm. different races, and they have to come together to coexist. Right. So yeah. Okay. Well, like I said, this movie is stars Denzel Washington. He plays Herman Boone. Well, Patton plays Coach Bill Yost. I believe that's actually how you say his name. Uh, Ryan Hurst plays Gary Griptier, uh, I want to say. And then you have Ethan Sopri, who plays Louis. Then Hayden Cheryl. Uh, Hayden actually plays Cheryl Yost in this film as well, which is the daughter of Will Patton, who's actually the coach. So that's the coach's daughter. Mm. So Yes, and Ryan Gosling is in this movie. That's right, he is. A very young Ryan Gosling <laughs> is in this film. You know, yeah. he does have that very Ryan Gosling look to him for him to be so young and 20 years ago. <laughs> so, yeah. I was, so I thought that was actually pretty cool to actually see someone that's actually made it to that top list acting ability, you know, um, working today. Yeah. But yeah. when this film first opens up, it opens up to a funeral. So we don't know exactly what's going on in the film in the first five, ten minutes. All we know is the this group, this football team, has come together again to actually not celebrate the passing of someone, but, you know, just remembering somebody else's uh, time that they had with him, with this person. We don't know who's who's in the coffin or anything like that. We don't have a clue at who passed away. And then it goes into... 1971 when you actually have the school merging the blacks and the whites together and of course this big old huge riot between the different races uh well different well but racist people (laughs) if you will Mm -hmm. yeah and everything protesting against um against the school for merging and things like that and I actually believe that they actually captured that uh, that aspect and everything. I did feel like that I was actually in the 1970s. I did feel like there was that tension that was there. I did feel like that there's this division among blacks and whites that shouldn't even be there in the first place. We all bleed the same way. We all have the same thought patterns. We still have, we're still human beings for crying out loud, you know? So... I can actually feel that tension between the, uh, the protesters and also too, even with the football team and team themselves as well in, in that aspect. Because if you if yes. you remember, 
because if you remember Ryan Hurst's character, Gary, he's like, oh, I'm not going to let them come run into my team or anything like that. That's not going to happen here. I'm going to show them who's boss. This is going to be our turf. No one's going to be taking my position away. <laughs> remember? Yeah, yeah, and it, it was really scary, too. Like you said in the beginning, you have Denzel Washington come into this tight-knit community where football is life, and he's the only, well, one of the few black people. And, you know, and Coach Boone, I believe, uh, that's yep. the white guy, right? Yeah, no, he's Coach in Boone a barber is... no. Um, Coach Boone is uh, Denzel Washington. Uh, uh, Will Patton is actually uh, Coach. Matter of fact, Coach Bill is the uh, the white coach. Bill, okay. Yeah. Well, Bill. he's in the barber shop with you know like the mayor and all these other influential men whose sons are on the team, and they're like, "We're not playing for him, Coach," and blah blah blah, and you know you you can feel the tension in that in that that the town is behind Coach Bill. You know, they don't want any integration. They don't want anything to mess up the formula that they have already. And exactly. I was it was it was tense watching it. Just him coming in and you know, him moving into the neighborhood and you hear the neighbors and their comments like, Oh no, who is that? And Oh, when there's one, there's more. And it's like, look, there's another one. Oh no, you know. And I, and I was like, jeez, man. Like it, Disney toned it down, but right. that's really how it was, you know. Like blacks couldn't move into white neighborhoods, no, um, especially in the north. And this is kind of right. northern, I would say. If it's in Virginia. Right, but yeah, they they couldn't really move into white neighborhoods, um, and the white housing authority would do everything they can to like rush them out. So right, uh, yeah, you can definitely tell that Disney did tone it down a lot, especially whenever you have um, black African Americans moving into the white neighborhoods and stuff like that. And of course, you know. The sad thing about it is I actually knew, some, well, know some people that's down here that's like that. It's like, mm. oh, oh, there's another one. You have mm. one. There goes another one. I'm like, wow. They're he-. I was like, really? I was like, I'm, and he goes, what's wrong? I said, do you understand the words that are coming out of your own mouth? <laughs> do you mm-hmm. not understand what's coming out of your mouth right now? Because what? It's true. I said, no, it's not true. I said, what if it was the, what happens if the tables were flipped, right? What if mm-hmm. we were the ones who was moving into these neighborhoods instead of black people moving into the neighborhoods? How would that make you feel to be judged and criticized like you're doing right now? And, and stuff like yeah. that. All of a sudden, it, all I could hear was like crickets <laughs> at that moment. Mm-hmm. But yeah. You know, it makes me sad that people are like that, even today, for that matter. And also, too, you can definitely feel the tension when Denzel Washington, whenever he's moving in. Then especially whenever, you know, everybody's protesting and then all of a sudden you see, then all of a sudden you see Bill's character go into uh, the basketball gym and everything to form up the, uh, the guys and everything from, from the football team. 
And so anyways, while that's going on with the uh, and everything, Bill goes downstairs and there's, of course, Denzel Washington's character, Herman Boone, waiting for him. He goes, I thought you would be upstairs um, outside parading around with all the other people and everything protesting and things like that for your freedom. And he goes, no, I never, he, he goes, I never uh, missed a meeting in my life. I'm not planning on uh, missing a meeting now. So come at me pretty much, <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. I, I think too, because Denzel took his job. So there's tension there too, because Denzel right. is the new head coach. So he saw that if these boys did not play football, they wouldn't be able to go to college. So I think he took the position as assistant coach for the boys, like so they could have a chance to play football and go to college. So I think right. that's why he pretty much just, you know, just said, okay, well, I'm here now. I'll just do the assistant coach thing. Right. And that's also what I felt like, though, too, is like, you remember the daughter, Cheryl, she got mad at uh, Coach Boone for taking her dad's position. Yeah. And everything. And she goes, well, just let you know, (laughs) because remember, she is in the door and there was uh, Coach Boone. It's just to let you know that my dad's going to be okay because he's applying to other schools and he does not need you. And she Hmm. was shutting the door in front of uh, on his face and everything. But one thing I can appreciate Bill was the fact that he was actually trying to give some level of respect to him and everything, even um, at his house. He's like, look, come on inside. Let's talk about this situation and everything. And let's get down to the tactics of everything, you know? So, and basically he said, look, I'm qualified. Boone said, look, I'm qualified and everything and things like that. And I've I led my t- other teams into championships. I've I'm well qualified for what I'm gonna do. This is not just a fluke or anything like that. I'm just not here just to take your job because I'm black or anything. It's because I am qualified to actually have your job. Exactly. And that was something that I really liked about Coach Boone. Is like, you know, I feel like Coach Boone is aggressive, but he has to be aggressive because in the type of um because of the type of neighborhood that he's actually moved into, not only that, but because of the fact that he's dealing with a lot when it comes down to racism. So he has to be that guy who's actually defensive, who is actually out there in full force, you know, and be like, look, this is who I am. This is what you get. If you don't like it, you're just going to have to deal with it. Yes. And even with the team, you know, because the, the white team, like the the quarterback on the white team, right, um, Gary. He, yeah, he, <laughs> him and his friend, they're gonna like step up to Coach Boone and was like, "Listen, this is how it's gonna be. I'm the QB. I don't gotta take right. nothing from you. I'm just doing this. Blah blah blah. You tell your people to stay over there out our way, and then we'll just play football." And I right. like. Denzel's response Coach Boone's response he basically said this is my team and who is your daddy (laughs) (laughs) and then they was like what (laughs) it's like the balls on him just to go up to a white guy and be like who's your daddy right this is my house 
<laughs> and I was like, whoa. <laughs> My mouth was open like, whoa. <laughs> Did he really say that? And then he was like, yeah, who who's your daddy? And then the guy was like, you are. And he was like, and who whose house is this? This is your daddy's house, right? He's like, yeah, it's your daddy's team, right? Yeah, it's your daddy's team. <laughs> He's like, get, your, get your ass on that bus. On that That's bus. What you do. And, and my other favorite thing he does on too, he goes, get that jacket on. Get that jacket on. Yeah. And then he yep. gets on to Brian Gosling's character though too. He goes, hey, you, yeah, you need to go on ahead and tighten up that uh, tie, son. Get that tie yep. on right. Yeah. I love that. I love that whole entire thing, you know? Yeah. And, and I like too that he went onto both buses. Like, cause they were, they were separate, they were separated, you know, it's like the black players were on the black bus, the white players were on the white bus and he put them together according to like what position they are on the team. Right. You know, like defense. And I like that though too. Ride this bus. <laughs> yeah. So he did everything throughout the whole movie. He did everything possible to kind of force them together. But I right. also like his strategy where he forced them to hate him. And that's good when people can have like a common enemy to hate. <laughs> it brings right. the, hate brings people <laughs> together. <laughs> that sounds like almost like a Hallmark card in a bad way. Hate yeah, brings people together. It does, but he flipped it and he said, oh, y'all can hate me now, you know? <laughs> right. So, yeah, I didn't think about it like that in that context, though. So that's actually pretty cool that you actually thought about it in that context, where it's like hate brings people together. So now they're able to have converse with each other about how much they actually hate the coach. Yeah, and all those drills he had <laughs> them do and all those cadences. And I was like, man, like he like every time somebody tripped over the ball, they had to do laps like the whole team had to do laps. Right. You know, one person's mistake was a mistake of the team. And I I like that aspect that he brought to it. Like, you know, he was like, you know, everybody fails together. Everybody wins together, no matter what color right. you are. Right. So he was basically and, building a, a, a family, like a brotherhood among these young men. And they weren't even... Think they, was fascinating. Yeah. Same. And the funny thing is, they had no clue that they that's what he was doing the whole time. It yeah, was like that's reverse why he's psychology a on them. Yeah. 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 He's a genius, and, man. But another thing, though, too, that I that I liked was when Louis comes in there at, at the gym and everything. Remember, whenever uh, you have whites on one side and blacks on the other side in the gym, and Louis comes in there, he's the white heavy set guy. And... Oh yeah. <laughs> And he just comes up in there, and they're like, "Aren't you supposed to be right there? Aren't you supposed to be with the other team?" He goes, "No, I'm I'm where I'm supposed to be." Yeah, yeah. He's like, "I'm where and... crash. I'm where I'm supposed to be." <laughs> and they're like, "What's wrong with this guy?" <laughs> but I like the fact that you had one guy who actually thought like they did and understood them from that perspective. He was actually the first person to actually um, was like the non-racist person on the team at that yeah. time. Yeah, he, it was like he was kind of opening the door um, aside from Coach Boone right. for both sides to come together. And throughout the training camp, you know, he he for, when he forced them together, like, 
okay, you learn one thing about your teammate or else you're going to keep running laps. And nobody <laughs> wants to run all those laps. So no, especially like, the God, over... Geez. <laughs> well, remember the other stuff that they were, Coach Boone was making them do, like it was over, they were getting overheated, throwing up in their football gear and stuff like that. And even Bill was like, coach, you need to lighten them up a little bit, you know? Yeah, you're going, you're making them do this extreme uh, exercise. He's like, they need to learn. (laughs) Yeah, he was like, this isn't the Marines. And I was like, the fuck is not the Marines. This is football. (laughs) They're going to run. And this man comes up, oh, I want some water. I was like, water? I was with Coach Boone. I was like, water is for weakness. But, you know, you got to hydrate on your people, you know, but when you're in the, right. the game, water is for weakness. You, you got to focus, man. You're a titan. Right. You right. got to win a game. He's trying to just make them tough. Exactly. But, like, kind of like almost kill them too, but not entirely kill them. Like, kind of get to that edge where maybe they could die on the field, but then he's like, okay, you can have water now. Like, he, he right. knew what he was doing. <laughs> yeah, he did. He was breaking them, but yeah, for a good reason. And then also too, then they also fight while they're getting water. Man. And then that's when he breaks into the whole rule about you're gonna learn something about this one person because this is who you're gonna be bunking with the whole entire time that you're doing the camp. Yeah, yeah. And the funny part was uh, Ryan Gosling. <laughs> he was playing country music and dancing. <laughs> And then his roommate was black, and he was like, oh, man, this is my jam. He said, yeah, man, you get it? And he's like, no, I don't get it. This is torture. What are you doing to me? <laughs> and to be honest with you, that's actually what I would actually feel like if I was in that room with Ryan Gosling and listening to the country music, because I'm that kind of person. <laughs> it depends on what type of country music. I like old country music. Mm. You see, I like new uh, age country. I'm like, nah, no. this is torture. Right, I do agree with you on that. I do like Johnny Cash, though. If anything, yes, I but, do like Johnny Cash. But new age and stuff like that, not so much. <laughs> no, Taylor Taylor Swift, no. Well, now she's pop. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> still no. Okay, no for me as well. I don't want to be written in one of her songs. So, um, she is listening. So. <laughs> All right. On that note, let's go ahead and get into some of the other stuff that okay. happened on Remember Awesome. Awesome. So then we also have another thing that actually happens where they're actually not, they're trying to get they're not getting along or anything like that. I still remember the poster that one of the guys hung up in the room. Uh, and of course you actually have Gary, he goes, I'm not gonna be staring at that wall all damn day. Yeah, that poster was, uh, I forgot the two men, but I know it was from the 1968 Olympics in Mexico City, where the two uh, black athletes raised the black power sign, like their fists, and that caused a great controversy. Oh, wow. I had no idea that's what the context was about, because I was actually wondering that myself. So yeah, I, I'm glad well, that you actually taught me something. Of, of the documentary before I saw the film, but I, I did read about it years ago. Like they, you know, that that 
was a sign of protest and the crowd booed them. You know, like, you, what are you doing? You're showing yourself as an anti-American in a foreign city. Right. So, yeah. And then, of course, too, he's like, I'm not going to be looking at the wall. Well, look at your wall then. And then also, like, the other thing where Gary is trying to tell his girlfriend that he loves her. Remember, he gets really embarrassed. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. He goes, come on, just just say it. He goes, no, I'm not going to say it. Come on, just go on ahead and say it. Goes, okay, I love you, baby. <laughs> then oh! I'll, I'll, oh. <laughs> Did you hear that? He loves his girlfriend. <laughs> Who does he think he is? <laughs> and yeah, the movie has like a balance of like comedic timing and comedic elements versus uh, like seriousness based on the topic. Right. So I, I like and at this balance. point, same here as well. It's a perfect blend of comedy and drama that I mm-hmm. wasn't really expecting from this. But then again, it's Disney. But you weren't sure about how the comedic time was actually going to work in a pe- time period like this, you know? Especially when you're dealing with mm-hmm. racial issues and yeah. things like that. Yeah. And, um, you know, like like their time at this football camp, they grew closer together and you know, they were telling jokes and I think this is where they call them California came in. Yeah, sunshine. <laughs> you, you have yep. yeah, sunshine. You have the other outsider element, which is a guy that looks like a hippie, which in that time period men had short haircuts. And to have long hair was like you're a hippie, you're an outsider, you're like what's wrong with this culture. So anybody right. that had short hair too was di- uh, long hair was discriminated against as well, and right. I think he was he was gay too. So you have this character come in who's gay and he has long hair and he's from California, and right. he comes on the team. He's a good player, you know, but right. you also have elements from the the both sides, like black and white players who are homophobic. And they're like, hey, man, I just need to know. Because he, he kissed the QB. Right. And there was a because he is the backup. That. Right. Because remember, he is the backup for that QB. He's backup for Gary. And remember, he threw the football at Gary's head when he was making fun of him, saying that he was gay and all that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And everything. And everybody started laughing their asses off at Gary. And then mm-hmm. in the locker room is when he kissed him. <clears throat> when uh, oh, Sunshine yeah. kissed him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and the black guy was like, hey, man, I'm your roommate. I just have to know, like, you know, was, well, that wasn't for real, right? You were just playing. And he was like, well, if it's not a big <laughs> deal, why are you worried? Because I need to know, man. So you had this element of homophobia going on both sides, black and white. Right. So there, there's double discrimination. There's discrimination against the black players, and there's discrimination against this guy who is gay, and he's on the football team. Right. And I thought that was actually funny. He's like, "So, man, I, I just need to know, man. Um, are you? Are, and he goes, am I white? Are Are you? You know, are you <laughs> gay? Or he goes, why?" Yeah, I'm just want. And he goes, I'm just wondering. 
why are you just wondering? What? Wh- why? He goes, man, you know why? <laughs> he, gets really, he gets really defensive. But then oh I also like, gosh. I also like the Yo Mama jokes and stuff like that, oh, yeah. too. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you can, like you say, you can see the, the camaraderie happening between the men. Like, and Coach Boom, this is why he's a genius. Like, he had these guys do all these runs. And I, and I want to say, and I'm not sure, maybe Coach Boom was in the military because all that training he had them do kind of seemed like it was military training because he had them get up early in the morning and he was like, all right, we're going to run through this far as you get lost. That's on you. Let's go. And then you're like, whoa. <laughs> Wait a minute. It's dark outside, and we're running through the forest in our underwear. Right. right. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And then all and of a sudden. they have all this training, and it's like water. Water's for weak people. You know, and you're like, dang, man, he is brutal on these men. They're like throwing up, passing out. But all of that that he did, uh, it it brought them closer together because they all suffered mm-hmm. the same. Nobody got special treatment. No. Like one person messed up. Everybody has to run. And that's exactly. what they did to us in PE class. Same here it, with me, it too. Gave, <laughs> it gave me flashbacks <laughs> to, to my horrific years in PE class. Because it was it's like, be okay oh, somebody okay. messed okay. up. And then I'm like, no, no, I ain't running no more laps, you know. <laughs> and they had us run up those bleachers. And I was like, oh, my God, I feel like my knee about to come out. And then they like, keep running. Okay, I'm back. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's okay, Tamika. It's all I'm right. Sorry. I'm here with you. I understand. Oh, it comes out oh sometimes. I totally understand. Oh, I'm here for your, yeah, I'm no, here for your support. Bleachers were deep, man. <laughs> oh. Okay, back to the movie. Okay, so another thing that I want to mention is the graveyard, because remember, it happens in Gettysburg and everything, too. Yeah, I like that scene where they were running and then they stopped. And then he's like, he only takes like two or three deep breaths. He was like, you guys know what this graveyard means? And I'm like, graveyard? I'm like, bitch, you got me out here running in my underwear? You want to talk about some graveyard? (laughs) What's wrong with you? <laughs> but he, sorry, I try to be serious. But he, <laughs> he did have a good point. He was like, no, this is the Battle of Gettysburg. This is where it was fought at. And this is the cemetery. And both men, uh, I guess black and white, fought. And they both died. And they both spilled the same blood. Like there, there's no different differences between the two. Because they, they were all brothers fighting, no matter what side they were on. Right. So, I, that was an important part. And then you can kind of see what he is doing with these men. He's trying to shape them into brothers. Like a team oneness. You know? Right. And he, it does work. It winds up working out really well for them. As a matter of fact, they're all on the bus. They're singing na-na-na-na, goodbye, hey-hey. So they're singing the song and everything as they're pulling up into the high school. Everybody thought that they're just being brainwashed, losing their minds, and things like that. Even Emma, which is um, Gary's girlfriend, is like, what's going on, Gary? You changed. Mm-hmm. And yeah. it goes, 
man, they're, they're, these are my people. They're okay. They're, they're fine. Mm-hmm. These are my brothers. Yeah, yeah. They really start to come into reality when they get into the high school and you see these picket signs that are like anti-busing and segregation now and forever. And it it brings them into this reality like, whoa, you know, we we were together and and now we have to come back to this mess. Right. Like it's a challenge, but I think they they made it through. Yeah, they made it through and everything. It's just that you know how you protect your kids from certain things and certain elements and life? Yes, if I had children, yeah. Okay, so <laughs> when <laughs> our parents tried to protect us from certain things in our life and everything, they tried to yes. block certain things off. That's yeah. what I felt like with this camp when it did. Because all they knew was each other, and then at first they weren't getting along with each other, and all of a sudden they started getting along with each other. I think that they were thinking maybe the town might actually transfer transform in that same context. While they're gone, maybe this town might actually be the one that gets transformed as well because they changed. But instead, it's not that kind of way. The world is trying to make them fight against each other rather than uh, them getting along with each other. And that's even mentioned in the movie as well, that these two sides are both going to be having conflict together and everything because of the way the world is actually viewing them. And then before you know it, it's back to being divided again. And then the coach, once again, has to talk to them and tell them, look, I thought we got through this, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Do you think he should have had them practice on the field? instead of taking them away to this camp? To be honest with you, I think that the camp worked out better. Because mm-hmm. think of it like this. If they did it not on the field, they had distractions, right? Because yeah. you had Gary's mother that was there. You would have mm-hmm. the girlfriend that was there. You would have all these families being a distraction and taking them away from the, the football team in itself. Where the team is no matter uh, doesn't even matter. It's about their viewpoints and about what they think and what they think matter, versus what's good for the team. They would be a major distraction to me from both sides, not just one side. You know, I feel like them going into the camp actually helped them get along. Now, if they went on ahead and went into it where they were on the field, I, they wouldn't be the same type of team that they were once they got out of that thing because there would still be racism. They would they wouldn't know each other the differences they wouldn't have bonded with each other I think that there would still be that division. Yeah, that's true. It would be, and, and you can see how loyalties are tested when they come back from the camp, and you have um, Jerry's girlfriend, and he's like, "Oh, this is my friend who I forgot the black guy's name," and she wouldn't even hold. Uh, shake his hand you know no, she, she yeah she she was just like oh, I'm not touching him he's black right you know and then you just in that time when Jerry was walking with the team uh, I guess this was after practice or something and he, the girlfriend and his friends were in the car and it was like hey Jerry get in let's go and he was like, well, I'm going to hang out with my team. And she's like, Jerry, what are you doing? 
Like you're doing the most right now. We don't do that. You right. know, and and he had to make a choice. Like all the white players had to make a choice. Like they had to confront their friends, they had to confront their family and say, No, that's not right. Um, I this is my friend. Yeah, he's right. a different color than me. But I choose him. Friend. Yeah, right. he's still my friend. So it it was a it was a tough decision the the white players had to make. I think more so than the black players. I think the white players, their loyalties were tested ten times more. Most definitely, because there was fights, right? And then the the white kids at the school would be like, "Boy," or calling the black players out their name. And Jerry came in and defended his black teammate. And then the white guys, like, you know, calling him a traitor. So it, it's a lot. So I, I kind of sort of sympathize <laughs> with the white players because they, right. they had to go through peer pressure. Exactly. But that's a test of character, too. Like, okay, are you going to. Yeah, are you going to lose your friend? Because he lost his friend from many years. He cut him off the team because he couldn't really get with the program of the integration. Right. And his friend was like, oh, so are you going to give up our years of friendship for them? And he's like, man, this is about the team. You know, you, you got to get along with the team or you're out. Exactly. So it it takes a strong character to stand up to hate, you know, because you you will lose a lot if you stand up for what you believe in. Right. It's all about a matter of what you're willing to give up to fight for something that's right. Yeah, totally. And, you know, another thing, though, too, I do feel the pressure from, the white people and the white friend, the white guys and everything too, because of the fact that they're losing their relationships with their girlfriends, they're losing their friendships with everybody that they had for such a long time, and and get this friendships come and go, but the team is always there, right? So when you look at it from that aspect, it's like, hey, look, this is no longer about you and me. This is about the team and what's good for the team, and we all have to get along and everything. And that one person wasn't getting along, so he had to do what he had to do. Gary had to do what he had to do for his team, and that was cutting that other guy off. Yeah, and it's also seeing a greater vision. Right. You know, like, this is this is a greater vision we're doing. We're doing something that hasn't been done before in the history of this school. Uh, and I want to be part of history. I want to change history. And if I have to lose people along the way, then I'm just going to lose people. Because exactly. what I'm taking part of is going to have a greater impact than you being pissy with me because you're a racist. Exactly. Like, if that was really his friend, he would be open to the change too. You know, the journey his friend's going on. Right. But if you remember what I said with in the Martin Luther King documentary that we did on YouTube and also on the audio-only podcast that we did, remember when I said that people are mostly threatened by you by what they don't understand? Yeah. 
And this is the same thing. Denzel said the same thing. They're threatened by what they don't understand. That's true. And everything. And they're so closed up, they don't know and everything that if they would actually take a breather and analyze themselves and also just examine themselves, be like, hey, look, what I'm doing is wrong here. But they don't. They're just in their little small cubicles yeah. <laughs> in their head. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and they don't want nobody they, come busting the, the walls down. Yeah. And they too aren't willing to sacrifice and lose uh, what they hold valuable. You know, maybe there's a police officer or maybe there's a mayor of whatever. You know, if they went with this team and supported this team then they would lose their status in the community but screw your status this is right. <laughs> you know this is this is history you know and and I like that you know these men did everything to come together to beat the odds because basically they came to a whole community that was against them yep. and they had each other and slowly the community started to get behind them once they kept winning basically it was basically they just kept winning <laughs> they were going on to the championship that's i believe that's the only way <laughs> that the community was behind them they was like oh okay championships okay really right. tolerate this black guy <laughs> <laughs> i don't think well we'll, we'll su- it's like okay unity. we'll suffer right it's like okay we'll suffer through this for an hour and a half and celebrate the fact that this guy is actually doing stuff for the team. (laughs) You know, that's basically what it was. And the white coach, like that, he, he sacrificed a lot, like, Mm -hmm. well, not as much as Denzel, but he sacrificed being in the hall of fame because, Oh, I forgot who that was. that came to him and was like, you know, if basically they were trying to get him to get his old position back. You no, know, and to kick um, Coach Boone off. And, yep. you know, just sabotage the game. And if you do this, then, you know, you'll get your job back and then you'll get the Hall of Fame, what you always wanted. And he had to kind of turn that down. Um, cause they were, they were throwing the game. Like the referees right. were in on it too. They would be like yep. calling false plays, throwing flags on the field and, and trying everything they could to get, um, coach Boone's team, the Titans to lose. Right. We even saw that aspect with the referees. Remember when Boone is over there yelling and everything and the, and the referees just standing there, not doing anything. Yeah. So it was like, okay. So it's like that, huh? Okay. Yeah. All right. Let's go on and blitz them then, since this is how they're going to end up doing what doing this. So that's how they yeah. wind it up doing the whole entire blitz uh, situation. It's like, okay, let's go ahead and do an all out blitz and go out with it. Yeah. You know, it's Coach Boone. Oh, not Coach Boone. Coach Bill, the white guy. He was like, okay, this is not right. I'm going to stand up. Like you said, we're going to do this move. We're going to hit back harder. And I, I guess this is the mayor or whatever he is that was in on the coup. And he was like, you know, you just lost yourself the Hall of Fame. 
And he's like, yep. okay, well, he that hurt him, but he chose what was right. Exactly. And, to and stand that's, by Coach right. Boone. Right. And that's the point that I want to make, though, too, is the fact that he knew what was right and he knew what was wrong and everything. And I think that if he actually accepted that, even though he got what he wanted in the end, his own guilt, his own uh, guilt and shame would actually take over to the point where he's like, I didn't actually own th- own this. I didn't actually earn this. Yeah. I, I got this position back because I took it from somebody rather than earning it. Yes, exactly. So that's something that I really liked about that. Because yeah. co- to me, to me, Coach um, Coach Bill was always the one that actually was actually the one that was always thought before he acted on anything. He didn't do everything on a, on pure emotion, and he also knew the difference between right and wrong and everything too. Despite how he felt at the very beginning, he still knew that it was wrong to think the way he was thinking. But he was just going around with how the crowd was actually acting. But then the more you get into it, he's actually analyzing his thoughts. He's analyzing himself and realizing that this is not right. And then even the part with, remember whenever Coach Boone is actually at his house and, there's, and then there's a brick that's being thrown into the window? Oh, yeah. I remember that. And he's like, next time when you go parading and everything around our town, maybe you might want to think about uh, calming yourself down. Instead of being all up and saying, oh, I'm Coach Boone, da 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 He goes, well, maybe you just got a taste of what I go through in my own neighborhood. And now mm-hmm. it scares you. And that's exactly what happened. Because now he's scared. And to me, I think that was a wake-up call, too. That that needed to happen on that level. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it was really scary, too, because um, Coach Bill's daughter was there. She was playing mm-hmm. with coach Boone's daughter and they they threw a brick through the window like they did with countless other civil rights leaders or people who I like to call change makers Mm -hmm. like you have people who don't like change in this particular instance integration so they they come with these threats you know and right. when he got that shotgun, and we're going to talk about this movie as part of our Black History series, <laughs> I, I was like, oh my gosh, it's Malcolm X as Coach Boone. It's like, what is going on? <laughs> I was like, it's Malcolm X. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah, he was laying in love the whole entire time. That's all it was. He was just going. <laughs> it was Malcolm X the whole time. <laughs> Coach Boone is Malcolm X, but he was just laying low from. Uh, he was just in uh, with when the FBI hides you and all that. You know. Oh yeah. Just... Oh, okay. That's his <laughs> witness protection. That's all he was. Yeah. He was just in oh, witness protection. I get it. I get it. Yes. <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> But yeah, it it was scary. Mm-hmm. Um, you now you said that Disney cut like a what like a hour or a few minutes of the film and shortened it. Yeah, because basically it was supposed to be a two hour movie. They cut it. It's not that much if you actually think about it. But it's like okay, what exactly did they cut out? Maybe some maybe some of the language, maybe a certain scene that might have actually 
benefited to the movie that it could actually teach a kid a certain lesson. But it was a two-hour movie. They cut it up to like an hour and 55 minutes. Oh, okay. Okay. So it's not much that they cut, but it could actually cause it to where you're wondering why a certain scene is there and why there, why there isn't a certain scene that's not there now. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And why is this character acting this way if that scene's cut out? True. True. So that's my little nitpicky thing when it comes down to Disney Plus movies is the fact that they go on ahead, they edit certain things out mm-hmm. of their film. Like, for instance, Splash. Uh, you couldn't, like, for instance, they cut out a part where uh, the girl comes out of the water and she all it does is show her butt cheeks. <laughs> so now you have CGI here that's covering up the buttocks area. Yeah. <laughs> so, wow. So, yeah. I mean, so I, just don't get the, it. I didn't see nothing edited in Hamilton. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but anyway, but, yeah, yeah. It. I think somebody was in line for a call. Did that notification come up? Was that? Was there a caller? No, no. I thought I saw no a notification. Oh, okay. Well, anyway, I'm still getting used to the stereo app. Me too, because I thought yeah. I would actually see um, someone's comments. Yeah. But I don't... But no, no, no one came through. Oh, okay. It's okay. <laughs> okay, okay, I'm just making sure. Feel it's like okay. I'm on a radio. Okay. Yeah. It's okay. Okay. But yeah, right. it it was a good movie. Um we've oh we're skipping. Um Yeah, we so are. Jerry Jerry got in a car accident. Yep. Which I did not see coming. Um and this is you know, everything was going great. They won the championships going to the, the championship. Yeah, they're going yep. to the championships. You know, his girlfriend or maybe not girlfriend, whatever. She was like, I can learn, but I mean we ain't together, but I learned to touch a black man's hand. You know, <laughs> that's pretty much what right. she came to the conclusion to. <laughs> right. It's like I'm gonna try, but I'm gonna try from a distance. You go your yeah. way, I go my way, but we don't in- intertwine at all. That's what I get. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not going to get back with you, but I shake his hand. This even goes... (laughs) Right, there's even a scene with Sunshine in them, though, too, during that moment before this accident actually happened when they go into the restaurant. Yeah, and the black players were trying to tell him, like, hey, Sunshine is the white guy from California. And he's like, no, man, it's cool. That's all in the history. And he's like, no, I'm trying to tell you they're not going to accept us. He was like, come on, man. They'll accept us. Let's go. And they go into the restaurant and they was like, oh, we're full. And he's like, what are you talking about? I see tables everywhere. He was like, you and your, like, you you hippie and your friends need to get out of this restaurant because we only serve white people. Right. Who are not hippies. (laughs) But it goes to show (laughs) you, though. He was shocked. Like, I guess because he's from California, sure there's discrimination in California, but maybe he just—I don't know—was too naive. 
I'm thinking is this though. I'm thinking, okay, I have my team. We're all getting along. There's no, there's no racism among us. So maybe there's not any racism along with everybody else either. Mm. So maybe it's actually safe for us to actually eat in the same restaurant together. Mm. That's yeah, what I was no. thinking. No, no, he got too much California ideal. <laughs> Like they like, no man, they ain't gonna accept us. It's fine. Everybody gets along now. We're getting along. He's like, okay. right. And I would have did the same thing. I would have been like, all right, you'll see for yourself. You know, I and I, you know, like the the other black player was saying, he didn't know, man. Don't get upset with him. Cause right. the the I keep forgetting these guys' names, but one of the black players was was upset with him. And he was like, man, I told you they weren't going to accept us. And he's like, he right. didn't know, man. It's okay. He didn't know. Uh, but, yeah, it was embarrassment, too, on the black players' part. Because they already know they've been through this before. That they can't get accepted. They can't eat in establishments. Because of uh, it's Jim Crow laws. Um, and and they did, they probably did everything they could, you know, to accept it. And they never went into this restaurant again. But I guess it just brought up painful memories again that they are discriminated against. Exactly. And the sunshine was in a culture shock. He was like, whoa, what, what is going on? And he was kind of discriminated against, too, for his long hair. Because back then they saw hippies as like rapists, murderers, and a bum. Yeah, like, like a hobo. Um, what's that movie that Easy Rider? Yep. Like the movie that Peter Fonda wrote. He wrote about the clash of the counterculture with hippies. You know, and they saw them as just dangerous people. So. Right. Um, like I said, I never saw that movie. I'm gonna have to check that one out. It but is you... long as hell, <laughs> but it's really good. And you got a young Jack Nicholson, and you're like just staring at him the whole time, like I can't believe how young he is. Right, because I remember whenever I was gonna try and start Malcolm X up, and I'm like, okay, this is gonna be no, this is gonna be okay, this is gonna be all right. Mm-mm. This yeah. going to be like a two, an hour, two, maybe two hours. Rider is longer than Malcolm X because you have those scenes where they're on a the motorcycle and they just ride, like oh, this cross country just ride. But there are there is a scene in there too, which is funny that they go into a cafe and they're like, mm, "We don't accept your kind." Wow, so that that's, that's pretty interesting too. So when you get a chance, check out Easy Rider. Okay, I definitely will. Yeah. So, like we were mentioning with Gary, he's actually in the hospital now because of the fact he got hit by the car. They find out, too, that he's also paralyzed from wow. and everything. So, his whole entire football career is all o- it's over with at that point. And, you know, his friend is like, well, I need to see my friend. And get this i love what the mother does she winds up hugging him and remember whenever they first when uh gary first introduces him to her where she was just gonna go for a handshake he goes on ahead and just hugs her and embraces her and picks her up yeah she's like 
Right. Yeah, at first she didn't want anything to do. She's like, Jerry, what are you doing? He's my friend, Mom. He's like, no, <laughs> no, we don't do that here. So at first she was like, this is not our way of life. And then he, you know, he, he brings his mom into the change. He's like, Mom, this is my friend. Fill in the blanks because I forgot his name. And I then, forgot. Like you said, I, I, right. he just picks him up and hugs her. He's like, boom, right. I'm here, you know. And then in the, um, matter of fact, in the emergency room, the mother goes up to him and goes, she goes, look, the only person he wants to talk to is you. You need to yeah. go on ahead and see him. And then he goes into the room, right? And then there's this racist nurse who just looks at him, staring him up and down. And that's when she said, sorry, but only family. And then Gary goes on ahead and says, what are you talking about? Don't you see the resemblance? He's my brother. Mm, I like that scene. Me that too. Was really good. Yeah. Me too. I really like that. Yeah. I like that he said that. Me too as well. That was really touching and also too pulls on your heartstrings as well. Um, and then, you know, he's actually trying to be the good friend where he's trying to reserve himself. He's not trying to make him panic. Hey, look, you're going to be paralyzed and everything. And, but Gary knows, Gary, Gary knows what he's facing because he actually says, it's going to be okay. I'm going to be fine, man. It's going to be, it's going to be okay. Mm-hmm. And he even tells the coach, he goes, you know, I've been looking at Olympics. They have Olympics for people like me and everything. And I can compete in Olympics. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he has some hope. And also too, he's also rooting it for his friends while he's actually laying up in dead. So that was also another touching thing that I really liked about the film, too. Even though he wasn't on the team anymore, he still felt part of the team by just watching them and supporting them from the sidelines. But in well, the yeah, hospital he was wa- yeah, he was watching them from TV. Right. That's uh, in, yeah, in the hospital bed. And the funny part was he was like, oh, man. And that's how my dad and my sister watched football. They're like, oh, and I'm like, what happened? They're like, did you see that pass? I'm like, oh, I thought you died or something. <laughs> What's wrong? And that's that's what Jerry was doing. He was like, oh, and the nurse was like, Jerry, what's wrong? And he threw a shooter. He's like, get out of here! I can't believe he missed that pass. You know, you you have to warn your family members that you're okay. This is just football. And I'm going to have to prepare myself for that, for the Super Bowl, because I'm going to hear a lot of, oh, oh. I'm going to be the same way, though, to be honest with you, uh, even though I'm not a big you. Buccaneers fan or anything like that. But I still got to go for Brady, because once a Patriot, always a Patriot. So mm-hmm. unless he was, hey, the only way I wouldn't root for him is if he was, like, on a rival team and everything. Uh, if he was on a rival team, I wouldn't be uh, doing it. So anyway, back to the movie. <laughs> I want to hear about your Brady obsession. <laughs> I'm not even obsessed with Brady, okay? I'm still a pass fan. So, anyway. Boston. <laughs> hey, I can't help where I'm from, okay? All so, day, air day. <laughs> Anywho. Uh, so, also, another thing I want to actually mention is the fact, too. Remember when uh, Coach Boone takes one of the players out of the game and then all of a sudden... Uh, Coach Bill co- goes on ahead and puts him in a different uh, defensive position. Oh, oh yeah, I remember that. I yeah, love that scene. 
But he didn't consult with Boone. He, no. Like he said, you undermined me in front of the team. Right. It was a good play because the guy was on the wrong position. Right. Like, that's why he wasn't really playing well. So, in in a sense, Boone, um, Bill has that eye for, okay, the rearranging players. Like, okay, the player it does best on this defense or whatever. I don't know all the football lingo. But I know some of it. <laughs> well, he's, he's like, best hey. right. Where can I where can yeah. I put him at? He's not a lot. He's not an RB or anything like that, a running back or anything like that. Where can I actually use him at? And then all of a sudden, he sees that he can use him for a defensive line for uh, and everything. So he uses him for what he can use him for, and it pays off. Even though he undermines uh, Boone and everything, and Boone gets onto him. After that, you know, from that moment, Bill actually consults with him. Mm-hmm. Which is something that yeah. I really have to admire about that. He learned from his mistake. He wasn't like, okay, well, I learned, I'm going to keep doing it. It's like, okay, I learned from that mistake. I'm going to, that's my bad. I'm going to go on ahead and do, uh, and ask him for permission for the next time. Yeah. Mm hmm. And then, of course, uh, okay. No, go ahead. Then, of course, after that winds up happening, you know, you know the other team is going to try and cheat. We've seen that happen with, with it through almost the whole entire movie just about. And then, of course, they wind up winning. And then it goes back over to where the funeral is. Mm, yeah. yeah. And we find out. Right. Yeah, Jerry's cool. dead. And this time it wasn't his fault or anything like that. He got hit by a drunk driver. And, you know, they're just remembering Jerry for the way he is. He was. Yeah. You know? Yeah. This is this is years later, right? After they graduated from high school. He yeah. Many years hit, later. Hit again by a drunk driver. Right. Yeah. Wow. But, but I, I do like that the men stayed in touch years later. And they came together to be at Jerry's funeral. Same here as well. You know, I thought that the bond was really great. Mm-hmm. Wow. It was a really good movie. It was. I, I, liked fact, it. Oh. I liked that they did it. Um, what, what wasn't uh, We Are Marshall? Isn't it? Was that about integration too? Or. I want to say it was. I'm not 100% sure. I haven't really touched on that movie or anything. I'm going to have to do more research on it. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I'm just going to have to do more research on it and everything because I'm not 100% sure. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. But... You know, I love the bond between Jerry and him and the and his friend because I actually have friends that are still in high school that I grew up with in high school. You know, mm-hmm. so that's something that I really liked. I have a few friends from high school. I know one is Tamara, um, who has the cutest baby, and her husband is awesome. Um. I don't really have many friends from high school. Um, I have a few from college and some from work and blah, 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 you know. 
Right. I got that. But but I like um uh, this I like this film. Um I like the the integration and how they work together against the odds that was stacked against them. Like everybody wanted them to fail and they wanted to tear them apart. But in the end they found um a sense of brotherhood among one another as men and as as a team. Um and I think that's what we need in our nation today. Like we need a sense of brotherhood and understanding amongst each other. That's why I wish there was a coach boom now <laughs> where he can like kick all our asses in shape and like force us all together so that we could find some something I don't know like something that is like common among each other and we can all work together like I I think that type of leadership is what we need and it can help us go a long way but, you know. I agree. I mean, I think that we do need, a, like, a Coach Boone nowadays and everything to try and unite everybody and things like that, to try and get people on the same page length and everything to where there isn't any racist go- – well, of course, you're going to still have racism going on, but you know what I'm saying, to where people mm-hmm. can respect each other over different opinions and not let your opinions overshadow somebody else's opinions or anything like that either. You actually have to have some type of cross in the middle, you know what I mean? Where you, it's a middle ground. Yeah. To where you can listen to both sides, not just one sidedness or anything like that. And ask questions, be free to learn rather than being closed minded and being closed off to, to things. Because, mm-hmm. you know, this here's the thing like I said before, people are afraid of what they don't know. So therefore, they close themselves off. Not only do they close themselves off, but then they also feel like they're the threat when really they're the problem <laughs> mm-hmm. and everything yeah. to begin with. So it's, and to me, and let, let me just say this. And when it comes down to racism, if you feel like that somebody's attacking you because you think you're being racist, chances is it's something to do with them and their heart and everything too because you're not the per- because some people are not here's the thing it's um you know how we were talking about how certain people come off as being racist but when they're not really actually being racist because mm-hmm. that person doesn't yeah. actually 100% know you the way somebody else knows you yeah that's my that's my point and everything if you don't yeah try to understand yeah, it, that person is what I'm trying to yeah. say yeah, it, it, in my in my particular sense, I have been in racist situations, and I I've been called racist for standing up, and to, for myself in those situations, like it, it freaked the person out, and they just turned on me. Um, and I guess it it has haunted me, because I'm like, oh man, they like somebody thinks I'm racist, but I couldn't just let that go by. You know, I had to stand no, up. Definitely for myself. not. I couldn't. I could say that's not right. You know. Right. Um, now, if the person is racist and they don't know it, <laughs> I think that's a different. Like, but here's the thing, saying, though: if the person is like, "Oh, people think I'm racist," and I'm like, "Well, why do they think that way?" 
I don't know, you know, all black people are the same. It's fine. It's whatever. Like, I'm like, ooh, that was kind of racist. Maybe you should check yourself. Right. <laughs> you know, that's, check that's yourself before you break yourself. Right. Yeah, yeah. And it's like <laughs> that video on TikTok by, um, I think his name is not the real Stanley Tucci on TikTok. Because <laughs> <laughs> he looks like Stanley Tucci. Right, right, right. Um, and he, his wife is black and he's white. And he does his videos. And he was saying, like, the things that uh, come off as racist that some white people say to black people are like, oh, you're so, you're so articulate. And they're like, what is that supposed to mean? You know, anyway, I don't know how okay. you got on this. <laughs> it's okay. It's fine. Yeah. This is all part of you know me because here's the thing i want you to be able to voice you have to have a vo- have a voice you know yeah to be able totally. to t- talk about how you feel too you know because this yeah. is what i feel like these little segments at the end of her reviews and everything when it comes down to black history month and everything it's about speaking out it's about uh trying to tell people how you feel and regardless of how they feel and everything you need to actually have that release to where you can talk about it and not keep it locked in so this is like a little segment thing that I like to actually do at the end is to where you can actually voice your opinion and also voice how you feel, how you were faced with racism and stuff like that. Because here's the, th- here's the thing. I'm a white guy and everything. I don't know what it's like. If you would actually ask me how, what it was like to be <laughs> someone to be racist against me or whatever, it wouldn't, you know what I'm saying? It would be 10 yeah. times, it's 10 times worse for a blue uh, someone of color versus someone that's white you know yeah so i don't know yeah. if that makes sense yeah it does i mean it i um i can't really hide how my skin color you know no. and it, <laughs> it just baffles me that somebody could just hate who i am based on how i look or they grew up with a certain type of way of thinking. Like to me, that just that just baffles me. Like, yep, you know, you don't even know this person. You don't know this person. You don't know me. Um, but you hate me because I look different from you. But if if I cut you and you cut me, we both bleed red, and we're mm-hmm. both humans. And, you know, if if we're in the South, we're both from the South. If we're in the North, we're both from the North. If right. you're a Christian, I'm a Christian. Both are the same God. But it's, yeah, it, I, I will never understand racism. Um, and I, like I said, I've had it happen to me in subtle ways. And what is so heartbreaking is that no that people would discredit my experience because they weren't there and they would just say oh you're you're being racist you're thinking too much you know and and I'm like well you weren't there you don't know the the hurt or pain I went through but I still want to to not group everyone in the same category because that's how you know the racist people win like you come across maybe one or two racist white people, 
I can't group all white people in the same category. No. Like, I don't want them to win. I don't want those racist people to win and, and think that, oh, you know, this will make her hate on white people now. Like, exactly. I, I don't, I, I, no, that's not, that's not for me. I like diversity. Um, but I also am aware of who I am. Like, I'm a, I'm a black woman in America. And it is tough just being a woman, but also being a black woman. And it's tough in my field, like in libraries, because there's not many of us. So it's, I don't know. It's, yeah, it's a tough journey. But it's definitely is. It's like you have to just learn to be comfortable in your skin. Even if people have a problem with you, and and you know, and they call you out your name or they hate you because of the way you look, you have to. I guess you have to get to that point where you're like, okay, well that's their problem. But right. that doesn't exactly. mean it doesn't it doesn't hurt. But exactly, know, I I hey. think deeply, so I try my best to not try to dig so deep into why there's racism and this and that because I'll never understand. Mm-mm. And racism is always taught. It's not something you're born with. You know? Yeah. That's my philosophy of it all and everything. And that's just like my little pet peeve when people say this. There's a difference between ends and black people. I said, no, you're either an, I said, that just makes you an asshole for making that statement. It just shows you how much of a racist person that you actually are. Yeah, yeah. And I, like I said, I was called the N-word in middle school. And I remember how I just felt paralyzed. Like, I I, just, I was like, who? Somebody help me. Like, I, I couldn't breathe. I couldn't say anything. I was just like, oh, my gosh. And the person was just laughing in my face. And then they walked away. And then I was like, what? I don't know what, what am I, you know, I, I, I don't know. Right. It was, you don't know where that place came from. <laughs> you don't yeah, know. Yeah. And like I said, it's like the people that I thought were friends, they, they're, I, I just do too think that when you have a black friend, there are certain things you can't say. Like, my experience is like, you can't be singing the N-word in a rap song. And when I confronted this particular person, they were like, yeah, I said it. Oh, I was just playing. That's not something you play with. You no, know, I'm, I'm very upset. And I feel like my that experience for me was just so shocking because I thought we're beyond this. And then you exactly. have people that just treat it like a joke, like, oh, it's, you know, it's whatever. I just playing around. Right. And, you know, I'm actually going to save the rap stuff for when we do our hip hop review stuff that we're going to be doing. Yeah. Because then uh, I could actually get review. into, right, because I want to go on ahead and talk about that later on about what I do in the car whenever, um, I'm listening to hip-hop music and I hear that word. So I just mm-hmm. want to tease a little bit to everybody that might be listening to this. You'll actually hear my thoughts and everything because here's the thing. I just wanted Tamika to be able to give her verbal response and everything on 
how she felt. This is not about me. This is about how she feels and everything. So once we actually cover the hip hop music aspect of it, of things, I'll actually break into how I feel about the N word being used in the in rap songs and about what I do as a white person if the if a black person is actually in my car and that N word actually happens to come on. I'll actually tell you how I actually do things whenever I'm rapping to certain songs. Even whenever the person's not in the car, I'll still tell you what I do <laughs> because yeah. it's not just for show. It's not it's not for respect. It's whether it's if you don't train yourself when the person's not in the car, you're going to expect to do it when they're in that car. So it's good to actually learn how, what to do when they're not in there and when they're there. Yeah. So, well, and, and my perspective on the word too. <laughs> right. Exactly. So, yeah. So, so two perspectives. Yep. Two perspectives on that. And like yeah. I said, I enjoy, I'm glad that we're actually doing this for black history month. I'm glad that we actually have, five films that we're going to be reviewing it keeps everything simple so that being said our very first movie was of course remember the titans this movie came out in the year 2000 and that's actually gonna do it for tonight's show i just want to say thank you oh we actually have somebody that actually uh commented let's see i just feel like taylor swift's music really speaks to me on like a personal and spiritual level like her early stuff, like with country, I think that was really good. Like, I don't know that many artists that can like progress from country to pop and then go like alternative, like her new stuff. But I kind of feel like her career is often like overshadowed by Kanye West because of like the whole beef with with Kanye. But to be fair, I kind of feel like Kanye is a douche anyway. Like those Yeezys are ugly as fuck. <laughs> I love it, <laughs> but yeah, yeah, I do I, have to I agree. Just, yes, I, she is talented. She she's just not yeah. for me. That's all. Same for saying. me. But yeah, right. It, Same for it me. Was but of Kanye West to go and be like, <laughs> yo, um, you know, I, I respect you, but Beyonce had the greatest album of all time. It may have been true, but nobody don't go up there and and say it. And no, like, you know, no. that's just it was disrespectful in my opinion. You know, he Mine he could have just maybe put that on Instagram or something. You didn't have to take the girl <laughs> sign away. So, but you know what though, I can respect Taylor though for getting out of the genre that she was in and going to the genre that actually best fits her. Even though we're not the biggest. Taylor Swift fans, I can respect somebody for actually taking their time to actually acknowledge the fact that, hey, look, this country uh, genre that I was in is just not working out for me. So maybe I need to change out the genres and everything and do what's best for me. So that's something that I can actually respect. And we actually have another message. Let's see what we have. Okay. <laughs> I kind of want to put in my two cents about racism. Um, my husband and I had to deal with it a little bit, but he didn't notice it. But I have when we went to the store because people will look at me and then look at him. And it seems like they're afraid to help us because we're an interracial couple. So it's just kind of weird that we have still have to deal with stuff like that. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, it is. It is weird. Yeah. I, it, I can't even because, imagine. You know, right. 
Well, I can't right. imagine. I've been through it, sort of. <laughs> when I <laughs> when I was dating um, uh, white guys, I I've been through it where you would get looks from people and they're like, "What are they doing together?" You know, and it's on both sides. It's from black people and it's from white people. They're like, "What are they doing together?" And I even had people ask me, um, "So why do you like why you, why do you date white guys?" And I'm like, uh, it wasn't by choice. It just happened. (laughs) (laughs) Right. It's who you're attracted to, you know? You don't. Yeah. It it wasn't by choice. It just happened, you know? (laughs) Right. Exactly. And that's actually how I end though, too. You know, if I'm at, if I find something in common with somebody and we actually have some type of common ground to the point where there's a connection and everything, why not? You know? Yeah. Totally. So. Yeah. So yeah, I I I'm sorry that happened to you. Me too. Um, yeah, but I I yeah, yeah. Wow. Another thing though too is I just want to mention this, like I'm one of the nurses that I'm actually my one of my coworkers because I actually work in the hospital and everything full time with a, with one of my coworkers who happens to be a nurse and everything. She goes when the riots and the protesting was happening. She goes, I thought we were all past this. I said, you know what? <laughs> I thought so too. I really did. Uh, and... No, I, I didn't think we were past it. Um, I, I think I just kind of forgot about it for a minute, mm. you know. But That's true. When, I know when Obama was in office, there was things that would come up and people would just be like, I mean, even if you don't agree with Obama, like the things he went through from like the press and the media and people like, oh, his wife's a monkey. And you would think, what's mm-hmm. the big deal? It's a monkey. No, like legit in like old school um, science, they used to compare black people to apes. Yep. And it was like, oh, they're just, they're, they're monkeys. They're, they're, they aren't smart. They're this, they're that. Like it's a, it's an insult. And they were just, like say she's a welfare queen and all this other stuff they would just talk about Michelle and then with Obama they would say something we have another (laughs) he also would say that his wife is transgender she's not a woman she's a man and then someone had Obama's face hanging and stuff so yeah people were crazy yeah oh yeah Yep. yeah it was real nasty where he went through it was really, really nasty. And it came up again. It's like, it'll come up, right? And you'll see it, and you're like, this is terrible. This is nasty. And you get to a point where you're like, oh, I don't want to see this no more. And then you think that there, there's this false sense of comfort where you're like, okay, well, I didn't hear anything else, so maybe it's okay. Maybe it's gone. But then it comes up again with Meghan Markle Mark, whatever her last name is, and Prince Harry, and then there the British press is like putting up a picture of a monkey as their baby, and they're like, "This is what the baby looks like." And then I'm so sick of, "Oh, I'm sorry." I'm like, "You're not sorry." No, you're You're just just... sorry you got caught. Yeah. So it's man, it's fucked up. It is. It's fucked the fucked up. So. Yeah, it is, man. <laughs> I mean, oh. I don't understand it. And then just like what we're what we're seeing now, and just 
you know, it, racism, I think, is just going to be here, sadly. No matter what. Yeah. I mean, there are, I, there are, like, there's lights, you know, like, shining lights, like, examples of people coming together, like we talked about in Remember the Titans. <laughs> right. Football team. Um, mm-hmm. And I, I, appreciative of my white friends I have like you which you know and you know you guys are like hey they you know to me how do you feel how does it make you feel you know I want to understand like if everybody can be like you guys then I want to say the world will be a better place most definitely and I always feel like there's always room for growing growing and learning so I'm always going to ask questions because that's just who I am. I was taught to ask questions. Yeah, um, totally. We, let's see. We actually have another message. Oh, okay. Sad about Megan. She's mixed. She's half black and she's half white. See, people have a problem with mixed kids mixing up with white people. Yeah, she is mixed. Yep. And that, that was a big thing too. They They will say, you know, they would key in on, oh, she has a lot of attitude problems. You know, look how she dressed. Look at her hair. Like it, I remember all get, that. Like, a lot of criticism. But, like I said, what really upset me was that the, I guess he was a radio dish jockey. Ooh, that's an old school name. <laughs> radio <laughs> DJ, sorry. They're still around. They're still around. Oh, they still do no their thing. dish jockeys. Da-da-da-da-da. Like, he would just be like, oh, this is how Megan and Harry's kid looks like, a monkey. And that's part of the reason that they left uh, Britain and came to America, which is not any better. But, you know, I don't know. I mean, my sister said that she would have just still stayed and been like, but I'm over you because I'm royalty. So bow down. But that's just my sister. <laughs> not everybody can be a badass like her. <laughs> no, your sister is a badass. I do not want to mess yeah. with your sister. <laughs> no, I barely want to mess with her myself. <laughs> right. Hey, hey Dasha. <laughs> <laughs> but oh, anyways. That's... Tamara, too. Thanks for your question. Love you, Tamara. <laughs> Definitely, Tamara. I would love to actually have your husband back on again. Yeah, soon. you got so... to do this, too. Yeah. Yeah, this is a lot of fun. This is a lot. Of, I, don't get me wrong. I love doing the YouTube stuff and things like that, but I love the interactions and listening to other people's voices and everything. But, you know, we'll switch it up every t- from time to time and everything. Totally. So that's going to be it for tonight. So here's the thing, guys. I Normally, I wind up saying, well, this is where you guys can actually donate to the show. But if you guys can, go on ahead. Go to www.gofundme.com forward slash unite. That's where you can donate to the show. Another thing, too, guys, is if you want to, you can go on ahead, follow me at Movie Lovers TV Loves Unite on Facebook. We also have another thing that we're actually uh, that you can actually follow me on, which is on Instagram at Movie Lovers TV Lovers Unite over there. You can follow me on MovieLoversUnite.com. This is actually where we post our movie news, movie reviews, TV news, TV reviews for Movie Lovers Unite. You guys can also follow me on Pinterest at Movie Lovers TV Lovers Unite over there. We also have a Patreon that we're just now kicking off for documentaries and also, too, for classic movies as well. 
So go on ahead, go to www.patreon.com forward slash movie lovers unite. Sign up for the Patreon. It's only five, ten, and twenty dollar tiers. Go on ahead, sign up for the best package that actually fits you in your pocket. And go on ahead, show us some love from there. And then, all, of course, tomorrow night, Charlie and I will be doing our top 10 movies of 2010. That starts at 8 o'clock Central Time, 9 o'clock Eastern Time, 6 o'clock Pacific Time on the YouTube channel. Go ahead, subscribe over to the YouTube channel if you haven't done so already. And also, too, we also have an audio-only podcast where you can find on where you get your podcast from at Movie Loves Unite. And thank you again, Tamika. It's always been fun to doing these uh, reviews with you, talking with you, conversing with you. I'm glad that we're, we actually got this one under our bells for uh, Remember the Titans. I cannot wait to do this again for next weekend. Yes, thank you for allowing me to have this platform to speak. You're very welcome. You're always welcome on the show. You're always, you're, you're my best friend. I couldn't ask for a better friend. Okay. So. All right. It's <laughs> <The checks laughs> in the mail. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but anyways, guys, this is going to do it for Movie Lovers Unite. I hope that you guys enjoy this uh, episode. And this episode, as a matter of fact, I'll actually convert this over into um, Anchor. And then from Anchor, it will get converted into other platforms. So go ahead, be patient with me, and wait until that's actually uploaded. And always until next time, bye-bye. Bye. Hey guys, John here. I just want to talk about something for a minute. We actually have a Patreon up right now in full swing, and that is our $5 a month plan. It's called Movie Lovers Classics. It covers bonus episodes, reviewing classic movies like you're about to listen to right now with the uh, little Caesar review that we just did, early access to episodes, monthly newsletters, shoutouts on the main uh, feed early access to episodes and then we also have all access documentary series review which is ten dollars a month and that includes bonus episodes eli roth's history of horror early access to episodes monthly newsletters free digital movies shout outs on the main feed as well and then that also includes our classic uh, movie reviews as well and then our $20 a month plan is our VIP movie lover. And that also includes bonus episodes, classic movie reviews, interviews with independent actors, actresses, directors, and comic book writers. And it also includes movie lovers documentaries and early access to episodes, monthly newsletters, free digital movies, and shoutouts on the main feed as well. Go on ahead, subscribe to the Patreon. We hope that we'll see you there. And always until next time, guys, bye-bye.